I'm Jonathan Capehart, and this is Cape Up. When you see the stories involving your your father, how do they hit you? How do they make you feel? You know, it's painful, it's challenging, it's all of that. But, you know, I think we're all being challenged. That's filmmaker Caroline Rose Giuliani, the daughter of Rudy Giuliani, the former mayor of New York City and President Trump's personal attorney. In a conversation that was recorded just days before her father's controversial scene in the Borat movie came to light, Caroline Rose talks about the searing column she wrote in Vanity Fair that outlined the case against Trump and why she's supporting Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. We also talk about what the younger liberal Giuliani and the older conservative Giuliani think of each other. And I couldn't resist asking her what she would say to President Trump if she had the chance. Hear her answer right now. Caroline Rose Giuliani, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course, thank you for having me. So the headline on your piece is attention grabbing. Rudy Giuliani is my father. Please, everyone, vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. What on earth? Why did you feel compelled to go public with your support of the ticket that's trying to beat your father's client. Well, I just feel like our country is in such a state of crisis and has been for so long and it really reached a boiling point for me. And it is attention grabbing. I guess Giuliani's have a way of being able to do that, but I was hoping I could use that attention for something positive and hopefully inspiring people to vote and believe that Joe Biden and Kamala can start turning this country around. Uh, In the piece, you write about uh, briefly about how as growing up, you would get into arguments with your father, political arguments. And um, if memory serves, those arguments didn't go well. Yeah, they were tough, just like so many people across America have these difficult conversations with their family. And you know, it's taxing. It's hard always. But I was always grateful to be having the conversations, even when they were challenging and difficult, because I think it trained me to be able to stand up for what I believe in, in a way. (laughs) You know, you also write, and this is, aside from the headline, this was, to me, one of the more arresting paragraphs where you say, if being the daughter of a polarizing mayor who became the president's personal bulldog has taught me anything, it is that corruption starts with yes men and women, the cronies who create an echo chamber of lies and subservience to maintain their proximity to power. We've seen this ad nauseum with Trump and his cadre of high-level sycophants, parenthesis, the ones who weren't convicted anyway. End parenthesis. That's some pretty hard stuff to say. And especially when, you know, one of those people is your dad. Yeah. You know, I've spent a lot of my life observing just because I've had access to sort of such an interesting and uh, unusual world, observing the effects of fame and power on people in general, not just politicians, but even people in Hollywood. And it's something that's very interesting to me as a like a psychological subject. So I've spent a lot of time thinking about that and just watching the last four years, how Trump has just devolved into this egomania. I mean, he was already there, but devolved further. It just sort of highlighted for me the reasons behind that. And that's because he has this echo chamber of lies around him. The piece starts with this great opening line. I have a difficult confession, something I usually save for at least the second date. My father is Rudy Giuliani. So 
What is the reaction of people, whether they are people you are on dates with or even out in the world? You're a filmmaker in Los Angeles. How do people react when they find out, oh my God, you're his daughter? It's been an interesting ride through life, sort of like navigating how to reveal that information to people because I've gone through many phases, some phases where I just didn't tell anybody. I didn't want anybody to know. I wanted to completely have my own identity. And then I grew to come to a place where I would only tell people when I trusted them. Then there was a phase in my life where I told people at the time that was funniest to me (laughs) because you just, you just sometimes get very, you know, people are very surprised, especially given how different my values are and how different I am as a person and the things I focus on. And now I basically just tell people if there's ever something in my life that's related to that fact, I sort of don't hold back and trust that people can see me for me and see that that's something that helped shape my experiences, but that I'm much, much more than that. How hard was it for you to come to terms with who you are, who your family is, but then to be able to stand in your own space and in your own truth as your own person. Yeah, I mean, I've always had a really strong drive and to have that solo identity and to tell stories that are um, help destigmatize things in the world and create more empathy. So I think I've always had a fairly strong idea of what I want to do. It was more the difficulty around, will people keep me in that box even though I'm like expressing myself? So that's why I went through the phases of kind of like hiding it. So it's, it's been a journey, but I'm grateful for the, the experience of sort of like having to navigate that. I, I've been given so many opportunities as well, not because of my name, but just simply because I had a very, very privileged upbringing, and I'm extremely lucky, and I'm so grateful for that. How supportive or not has your father been through all of this? Because, I mean, I know, you know, the parents and their children, that they could clash and be like this, but, you know, at rock bottom, there's still the bond and there's a relationship there. Do you still have a close relationship or relationship with your father? Yeah, I mean, it's it goes through ups and downs, but I love my father and I, I know he loves me. And I suspect that even when, and, and even I, I know this because, uh, you know, you can see it in a person. I do think he's proud of me for speaking my mind and having my own opinions and, and all of that. So it's challenging, but I think he's proud of me. And I certainly would be proud of my daughter if she did this. <laughs> Have you heard from him since the piece came out? No, we haven't spoken since it was published. <laughs> Do you have the kind of relationship where you like talk frequently or text or is like, hey? To go and uh, yeah, I haven't really checked in yet, uh, but I'm sure we'll connect soon about it. <laughs> He's obviously been in the news a lot lately, being the president's personal lawyer. And a lot of the news has not been good. And so I'm just wondering for you, being completely on the other side of the country, completely on the other side of the ideological wall and everything, when you see the stories involving your your father, how do they hit you? How do they make you feel? You know, it's painful. It's challenging. It's all of that. But, you know, I think we're all being challenged with so much information right now that I see so much despair and a feeling of hopelessness among so many of my friends around politics. And that was actually one of the reasons I chose to write the article was because I think we're all feeling this sense of despair. And I just want to make sure that people know that that doesn't mean that you should run away. It means you should like dive further and vote and get involved 
but it can be hard to do that when despair is like hanging over you. So mm -hmm. I just thought that maybe I could speak to those people. This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. I don't know if you know this, but I interviewed your father, Rudy Giuliani, on MSNBC a few weeks ago, where, as you might imagine, we got into a bit of a shouting match on national television where I, I asked this question because I've covered him since his first term as mayor. And I just cut him off and I said to him, Mr. Mayor, what happened to you? A person of your stature, you mean to tell me that you go from being America's mayor to a guy who is running around spinning conspiracy theories and running around with Russian spies. What happened to you? Do you sometimes take a step back and wonder what happened to him? You know, I, I have no, I'm not here to like diagnose anything about my dad or make any claims or anything like that. But I think a lot about what has happened to everybody, that it's symptomatic of the environment that Trump has created, that all of these people are spreading disinformation and lies. And so I think I tend to focus on the bigger picture of this climate that's been created, you know. And so now you are out loud and proud in your support of the Biden-Harris ticket. Are you doing anything other than things like this, writing columns? Are you out there phone banking or I was going to say going door to door, but who does that? It <laughs> does that anymore. <laughs> um, I, I've done some phone banking. I did uh, some phone banking in the election two years ago as well, just for congressional candidates. And, you know, I think those races are super important as well. I'm sort of still figuring out going forward what I'm going to continue to do. But anything that I can do to speak to people who feel overwhelmed, I, I want to do it. And especially young women, you know, if I can reach them and just give them my hand and say, let's do this. I want to. So for people who know your name, know your father's name, know the politics that at least he comes from and might look at you and say, well, wait a minute, why is Julia Rudy Giuliani's daughter supporting Biden Harris? What would you say to them? Oh my God, there's so many reasons, but I think it starts with the environment. I I've seen so many people in climate despair because it's terrifying. Our, like We're burning up our planet and we really need to start turning that around as soon as possible. There's a ticking clock on it. So there's that. I really would like to see a country with more empathy and decency. And I truly believe that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will do that. I absolutely love Kamala and participated in a fundraiser for her when she was running in the primary. And I just... Hearing her speak got me so excited. And then when he picked her as the running mate, that was kind of the tipping point for me because 
I just think it shows that he's not will, not afraid to have people who challenge him, which is the thing that breaks up that echo chamber, which is such a problem for Trump. You also mentioned in the piece that Joe Biden was not your original first pick. Who was your first choice? Well, I participated in that fundraiser for Kamala. <laughs> so I was pretty excited about her. Honestly, I kind of, I was staying undecided among a couple people and just continuing to listen to their opinions. But I had some other front runners, but I, I really do love Kamala. She's such an inspiration to me. If you had a chance to meet the current president of the United States, what would you say to him? I might quote Biden and just say, shut up, man, really. <laughs> Please just go away. <laughs> Let us fix this country. You've done enough. We don't want the reality show anymore. We want kindness and empathy. And with that, I'm going to shut up, man. Caroline Rose Giuliani, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me and for everything you're doing. Thanks for listening to Cape Up. Tune in every Tuesday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. And how about doing me a huge favor? Subscribe, rate, and review us. I'm Jonathan Capehart of The Washington Post. You can find me on Twitter at CapehartJ.